This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Two of Alabama's congressional delegates are seeking answers from the Secretary of Defense when it comes to the continuing vaccine mandate within the armed forces. Congressman Mike Rogers and Jerry Carl are members of the House Armed Services Committee. That committee has recently sent a letter to the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, asking why the military would continue with these mandated jabs in light of the fact that President Joe Biden recently said that the COVID-19 pandemic is over when he was in a 60 Minutes interview. The letter also points out that only those remaining in the military are being subjected to possible termination if they don't comply with the mandate. They also say there are dozens of lawsuits against the Department of Defense that's challenging the basis for these mandates. The committee members called on Austin to consider offering reinstatement to those who were dismissed for refusing to get the vaccine and to also address the inadequate process of allowing for religious accommodations. While we're on the topic of the military, the U.S. Army is reporting a 25% drop in their 2022 recruitment numbers. That translates to 15,000 troops that were not signed up for service in that branch, according to the Military Times. Army Chief of Staff General James McConville says this recruitment miss is worse than even what the Army predicted before the summer came as they approached the end of the fiscal year, which occurred this past September. Other military branches did manage to meet their recruitment goals for 2022, but barely, and they're already starting the fiscal year 2023 with low numbers. A bill offered by Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville has made its way through the U.S. House and is landing on the president's desk for signature. The Supporting Families of the Fallen Act would increase the life insurance benefits provided to military families by $100,000. That would move the maximum payout of $400,000 to $500,000. The House passed that bill this week. The Senate passed Tuberville's bill this past March. All that is left is for Joe Biden to return to the White House to sign it into law. This would be the first coverage boost for the service members' group life insurance plan since 2005. The School Board of Education in Trustville is reconsidering its initial announcement that Jim Kirkland would act as interim superintendent after the school superintendent and high school principal were both placed on administrative leave last week. Those administrative leaves were voted on by the school board after parents were made aware of a student's death list involving several students at that school that officials knew about for almost a year but did not report to resource officers or other authorities. The most recent school board meeting addressed the option of looking for an external acting superintendent rather than have an assistant superintendent on staff at the school step into that position. The school board president, Kathy Brown, says this will give the board more ability to continue decision-making and actions regarding the school. And she also said that the three assistant superintendents already have full-time jobs that they should continue in doing in order to maintain stability within that high school. The Alabama Association of School Boards is helping in the situation and will be presenting the school board with a list of possible candidates for this role. Another inmate has died this week. This time it was in Bullock County at the Bullock County Correctional Facility. The Alabama Department of Corrections says that the inmate was found unresponsive in his cell and was taken to the prison clinic where he was then pronounced dead. That inmate is now identified as 51-year-old Mark Ford. He was serving time for a burglary conviction in Houston County. The ADOC says a full autopsy will be conducted.
A former biology professor at Wallace College in the Wiregrass region has been sentenced to three years in prison for sex crimes with an underage victim. Kimberly Sanastine pleaded guilty to the charges last month. Sanastine was a leader at a church in that area where the grooming and sex abuse took place with the minor who also attended. That victim was the age of 13 at the time. A tour by Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire is coming to Alabama. The What is a Woman tour will stop in Tuscaloosa on October 27th. Walsh was invited by the Young Americans for Freedom at the University of Alabama. Walsh's documentary was released this past summer in which he brings to light the flaws in current gender ideology by asking the question, what is a woman? Walsh went on the Will Kane podcast to talk about what that simple question tends to reveal from the person answering it. To me, it's so important because it cuts down to the basic question of truth. You know, it's like, are we going to have a society that's grounded in truth? Are we going to be people that have any concept of truth or not? I don't think you can have a human civilization devoid of truth. And that's another thing that happened in these interviews is that almost every single one of them at some point, including the just average people on the street we talked to, at some point, it just, it devolves into this whole well, what is truth? Whose truth are we talking about? Those kinds of questions. One student government senator at the University of Alabama is not happy at this development of a Walsh visit. Tyler Tannenhill told the Crimson White newspaper that Walsh is a problematic person who perpetuates hateful ideas that is contrary to what is regarded as the pursuit of knowledge. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... The U.S. Supreme Court shoots down another gun control law coming out of the state of Massachusetts. The court overturned a lower court's approval of the restrictions. The law was regarding the purchase of handguns in the state. It placed a lifetime ban on those who would try to purchase a handgun if they had a nonviolent misdemeanor charge on their record. The U.S. Supreme Court ordered the case back to the First Circuit Court of Appeals for further consideration in light of the Supreme Court's recent ruling on the case out of New York, that was the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Brune. That ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court was a 6-3 opinion that struck down the New York law that required proof of proper cause for someone to get a concealed handgun permit. Well, does the name Tony Bobolinsky ring a bell? Bobolinsky did an interview on Fox News a few weeks before the 2020 presidential election. That's where Bobolinsky revealed detailed information about the Chinese business deals that were negotiated by Hunter Biden to profit the entire Biden family, including Joe, the big guy. Bobolinsky worked for Hunter Biden after he retired from the U.S. Navy. Now he has returned to Fox News ahead of the midterm elections, apparently to remind Americans that his claims two years ago have never been disproven, but only supported by further evidence. There are hundreds of data points that Joe Biden was acting in, uh, in a capitalistic term, I would say the chairman. The chairman of J.P. Morgan doesn't take eight meetings down with the people, you know, analyzing companies. The chairman serves a purpose, right? He's a figurehead. He shows up in meetings, shakes hands, advises, you know, has faith in his team. Effectively, that was Joe Biden's role in the Biden family business ventures and uh, around the world. And um, there's a very well documented, um, you know, Senator Johnson and Senator Grassley. And sadly enough, it came out after the election. But they, um, you know, they initially uh, published a report in September 2020 
Two weeks after the election in November 2020, they published a 70-page document that's publicly available to anybody that's watching this that wants to, 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 um, to review it that goes through in detail the involvement of Hunter Biden and the Biden family with knowledge of a deal that was being struck between CFC buying a $9 billion stake in the U.S.-sanctioned, Russian-controlled by Putin energy company, and writing a $9 billion check. They weren't a silent partner and, you know, we're going to put $9 million or $90 million or $900 million. They were buying a $9 billion stake, approximately 14% of Rosneft. Once again, U.S.-sanctioned, Putin-controlled Russian energy company, and Hunter Biden and the Biden family were right in the middle of all of that. That interview was broadcasted this past Tuesday on Tucker Carlson. Why are you coming out now again? I'm coming out now because American people still are being lied to about the facts. Right? Nothing's been done. They're still thinking, oh, that deal never happened, or, you know, Hunter Biden was a troubled child. They're not aware of the tens of millions of dollars, the thousands of, you know, pages of documentation and the facts. The DOJ is claiming they're gonna, they had to couch this. They can't do anything near an election. I don't want to be sitting here in December and they actually indict Hunter Biden, and then the American people are like, why weren't we made aware of those facts? This is crazy. I would have changed my vote for that congressman or that senator or that governor or that attorney general. So um, uh, that's why I'm coming out now. And as I referenced earlier, I came back from summer travel to find out that the person that was running point on the trove of documents and text messages that were provided to the FBI just suddenly retired and walked out of the building. And when it comes to elections, a major player in creating election software has been arrested. The CEO of Connect, Eugene Yu, was arrested and charged by the Los Angeles District Attorney for sending the private data belonging to American poll workers to the Chinese Communist government. Connect is a company based out of Michigan that creates software that's used on iPads and voting machines. That software is called Poll Chief. L.A. District Attorney George Gascone says that data breaches were found and then traced to a server in China. He called it a criminal mishandling of election workers' personal information. He's now seeking an extradition of you to California. The governor of Oklahoma signs a bill into law that bans the gender therapy drugs or surgery for anyone 18 years old or younger. The governor is also using COVID relief funds to ensure that Children's Hospital in Oklahoma immediately stops providing puberty blockers to those under the age of 18. Governor Kevin Stitt says this is the first step for that state to protect children from permanent surgeries and therapies regarding gender. Stitt said it's wildly inappropriate for taxpayer money to be used in promoting controversial procedures on healthy children. The director of the ACLU based in Oklahoma, Tamia Cox-Toure, says Oklahoma has joined other states like Alabama, Arkansas, and Texas in attacking what the ACLU referred to as life-saving medical care for transgender youth. Well, the Pentagon spokesperson, John Kirby, was finally asked point-blank by a reporter about the sabotage that was done to the Russian gas pipeline in the Baltic Sea, the Nord Stream 1. Kirby acknowledged that it was sabotage, but denied that the U.S. was involved. Did the U.S. or a proxy for the U.S. have anything to do with the explosion on the Nord Stream pipeline? The United States had nothing to do with it. That's just Russian propaganda and disinformation. Now, we know it was an act of sabotage, but there's an investigation going on right now. I don't think we're going to get into uh, into, uh, 
credentialing that in terms of you know who, who was responsible. Uh, we're going to let the investigators take a look at that. But clearly, this was an act of sabotage. Kirby did not answer the second question on whether U.S. allies were used as proxies to stop Germany from potentially removing sanctions against Russia ahead of the winter in order to purchase Russian energy. A former Pentagon advisor is also sharing his observations in the Nord Stream 1 sabotage, and he's using the process of elimination to get a good idea of who could be responsible. Retired U.S. Army Colonel Douglas McGregor spoke with Andrew Napolitano on his Judging Freedom podcast. Well, undoubtedly, it's a state actor. Let's, let's use the process of elimination. Uh, would the Russians destroy their own pipeline? 40% of Russian gross uh, national product or gross domestic product consists of uh, foreign currency that comes into the country to purchase natural gas, oil, coal, so forth. So the Russians right. did not do this. The notion that they did, I think, is absurd. And in fact, we're the ones that keep insisting that the Russians have destroyed their own pipeline. The Germans have already made it very clear that's absurd. That did not happen. Now, would the Germans do this? Extremely unlikely, in my judgment. Uh, the Germans uh, wanted that pipeline. They were prepared for it. They backed away from it because we insisted on it. Uh, then who else might be involved? Well, the Poles apparently seem to be very enthusiastic about it. As you know, the Polish foreign minister said, thank you, United States of America, for doing this. I, All right. I, I can so sit keep, here. Keep going, Colonel. Keep going along your process of elimination. Who's after the polls? I guess it's Washington. Well, then you have to look at the, who are the state actors that have the capability to do this. Ah. And that means the Royal Navy, the United States Navy, special operations. McGregor says that motive and means to pull off such a difficult underwater effort certainly rules out those governments who might support the idea of hurting Russia but just don't have the technology or manpower. We know that thousands of pounds of uh, TNT were used because these pipelines are enormously robust. You have several inches of concrete around various uh, metal alloys to, to move the natural gas. So it's not something that you can simply drop a grenade down, down at the end of a fish line and disrupt. So right. that means it, it takes a certain amount of sophistication. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 